part four chapter thirty three of martin schuler by romer wilson this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part four schwarzwald chapter thirty three countess von sebaltz took a house in munich and at this house she determined to make martin pass the winter she utterly refused to live at tittersee cut off from the world in a forest of snow one afternoon when november had come again she sat dreaming in front of the fire in the sympathetic art study of the villa the fire glowed upon her lovely violet dress and cast her shadow upon the ceiling large and dark martin was standing at the window humming an indefinite melancholy song outside the first snow of winter was beginning to fall thin and slow over a black landscape it was almost dark presently martin turned and looked at her his satisfaction in the colour of her dress gave him a moment's happiness a gleam shot through him and faded away he came forward and touched the silk she seemed more wonderful to him than she had ever done in all her days since the moment of his convalescence when he had depended upon her she had become for him something quite extraordinary and different from before once he had loved her because her gaiety and beauty had been the gaiety and beauty that were necessary to him when he no longer wanted any of those things but deep understanding he had found nothing in her he did not cease to love her after a fashion because any change of emotion in the terror and agony of creation had never occurred to him after his tenderness towards her during his recovery he had created for himself something new in her she had accepted it and allowed it it was not beyond her power he loved tenderly without passion for the first time in his life for the first time in her life she had been tenderly loved by somebody who depended upon her as far as she was able she appreciated it frequently he raged at her but his rage had lost the terrifying vividness of his former rages he no longer flashed lightning at her and made her think he was insane to-day he touched her silk dress and loved her she was considering how she could induce him to leave Tittersay, for she understood that if he were to fall ill there she would not be able to stay away she was too conventional to desert him and not strong enough to shift the burden he had put upon her off her shoulders and yet the thought of the next winter was as hateful to her as the thought of hell she turned sick at the idea and her whole body felt unutterably weary with the uneasy fear of another long imprisonment the magnificent house in munich was already furnished and the fires every day burned brightly on the hearth ready for his reception aired linen was already laid upon the bed and flowers put on the table martin threw himself at her feet and laying his head in her lap began crying for nothing like a child she began to stroke his hair and the back of his neck where his brain ended she could see the movements of his shoulders under his coat she put her hand on his coat it was warm and rough and entirely opposed to all the silken smoothness of her own personal life becoming sentimental she thought of all the differences she knew between men and women they were not many but on the other hand she did not recognize any likenesses men and women were therefore utterly different for her upon a few generalizations she pitied martin she was convinced that the peahens were waste paper that his work was a failure and that there was absolutely nothing in the idea she had not the least glimmering of understanding of anything except of the management of men and of social success 
she began to talk to him as if she were telling him a story i have taken a house in munich it is furnished and warm there is a big room there with blue silk curtains and a fire it is a very fine house the kind of house i know that you will like you will feel comfortable and happy and better there perhaps the peahens are there perhaps they are perching on the walls waiting for you martin put his arms around her waist and looked up at her he shook his head miserably from side to side and said but no they have gone a very long way away from me they have altogether flown away to the moon or to jupiter it is comfortable and warm repeated sophie my martinkin let your small sophie show it to you their intimacy had not failed to produce familiar conversation between them my small girl said martin affectionately i will come and have a look at it sophie had the sense not to move immediately she fingered the frown upon his forehead and wiped his tears with her handkerchief my ancient kin must come with me and let sophie show it to you it would please her so much she continued to play with his face he kissed her fingers describe it again he said and i will think about it it is in the Königstrasse. from the balcony of your room you can see the palace the bedroom is a small room at one end i had it made gold and pale blue for you because you like bright colours martin rose warmth seemed to have come into his life he felt a desire for luxury the art study seemed dirty and worn get my coat he said i will go sophie ran and told the chauffeur who was drinking coffee in the kitchen to get the car she ran into the kitchen herself everything had been prepared for two days for instantaneous departure she knew how much a moment's delay might mean to her arrangements she ran to her room and put on a small cherry-coloured hat with a cherry-coloured sparrow in flight upon the top when she heard the car she flung herself into an ermine coat and screaming at the valet hurried him down with martin's black felt hat and large military coat in a minute she ran down herself and creating purposely an air of excitement bustled martin into the car they got in the snow was now falling fast the car moved away from the house and soon turned into the road to munich when the white rolls-royce had slipped away from sight wolf put the mass of luggage upon the old mercedes to follow after when the car had got well past the railway station martin put his hand on sophie's and said i know what it was that i suffered from that house was too small to finish the peahens in with that the car sank slowly down to munich out of the cold world of snow and pine trees and black winds end of part four chapter thirty three recording by expatriate in bangor maine